0: Welcome back. Two hours down, two hours to go. It is Beamer in for Bowerly, one final time here on News Radio 930 WBen. Tomorrow, we'll all be back where we're supposed to be. That's right. I'll be back with Brian on Beemaz and Beamer, and Tom Bowerly will be back on the Tom Bowerly Show, two to six. So everything will be where it's supposed to be, except for Tom Puckett. He is still out celebrating his marriage, and he will be back, I believe, next week. But don't quote me on that. I think he's back next week. And from all of us at WBEM, we'd like to say congratulations to Tom Puckett on his recent marriage, and uh, I'm sure he will tell us all about it when he uh, when he returns. Like I said, I think it's next week. My name's Joe Beamer. I'm filling in for Tom Bowerly, which I believe I already said. And we are talking weather and weather events. Now, I told you we were going to be talking to someone in Tampa. Um, I was 30, I was 40 minutes off. He will be joining us. Uh, my my friend Bob down in Tampa will be joining us at 445 live here on WBEN to talk about his uh, reason for staying. We don't have to ask him if he's staying or not. He is. Uh, he did not evacuate. He is staying, uh, what the conditions are like where he is, and, you know, what he is expecting. This will be his first hurricane what he's expecting the next few days again he's a little outside of Tampa i actually don't know the exact spot even though <laughs> i've been there um, but he will explain all that to us at 4:45 uh this afternoon so hopefully you'll stay tuned in for that before we get back to the topic I, I know i say this all the time and i'm sorry to do it i don't mean to i don't mean to bash anybody i don't mean to offend anybody but you know I always have to throw in a little jab about social media, right? And you you, you have to wonder, you know, are, are there people out there that just need a check-in? Like a, hey, are you okay? You see these people on on Twitter, right? And they have their blogs. And it's like their entire life is their blog. And you see people on Twitter that will go on a... a, a tweeting spree i saw someone yesterday late yesterday like six or seven um tweets all about something political right i mean six or seven straight all these tweets stuff i i don't know what the heck they're talking about you know and you go to their blog and that's all it is is all and, and it's like does this person need a friend to text them to call them and say are you okay you just tweeted eight things in a row. Notice the number keeps going up. Eight things in a row in less than 30 minutes. Are you okay? Do you, do you, do you want to hang out? Do you want to do something? We've got too many people out there. This is a public service announcement. We've got too many people out there that live on their social media. And that's all they do. I think Major Garrett from CBS might be an example of this. They just live on social media. And that's it they tweet all day, they post on their little blog that like three people might read, and that's their life. And they they think what they see on Twitter, what they see on Facebook, is the real world. You know, Greg Gutfield said something uh, a few days ago. He said, you know, I, I start to think that's the real world, then I step outside and the real world's nothing like what it's portrayed on social media. And that's true. You know, I mean, you, you look on social media it's, you know, oh my gosh, everyone's so divided. We're, we're so divided. But then, you you know, you step outside and, you know, you see what's going on in Florida. Everyone's coming together to make sure everything's in place for Florida. You know, you, you go to a bar here in Buffalo and everyone's cheering for the Bills. I mean, that the, the division that is portrayed on social media, if you just spend time in the real world, but we have too many people that, live through social media and think social media is the real world. And again, I think that's, I think that was already a problem. And I think it was magnified during the pandemic when you're locked in your house with you and your computer and people just glued to their social medias. You know, if you're on social media for more than an hour a day, and that's every, that's that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, you know, whatever else is out there. If you're on that platform, and on all those platforms combined, and it adds up to over an hour, you know, maybe it's time to work yourself off these platforms. Maybe it's time to put the phone down. Have a conversation with somebody. You know, I have Twitter open when I'm at work because I like to see stuff like I saw before before I came back on air, and I like to comment on it. But I'm not sure it's healthy. Now, again... There are exceptions to the rule. If you're sick, right? Yeah, okay. If you're sick and you're laying on the couch all day, you're probably going to check out all your apps. But if you're regularly on social media for more than an hour a day, eh, my advice to you would be put the phone down. Again, if you're in Tampa right now, you're probably like, Joe, this is where I'm getting my updates on Twitter. Okay, that's understandable. But for the most part, We have too many people that just live through social media. And like I said, social media is not the real world. (laughs) You know, when you go and you talk to real people and you have face-to-face conversations, it's a lot different than what a majority of people on Twitter, on Facebook. And remember, only 7% of of the world's population are active Twitter users. Just think of that next time you're on Twitter. It's not a fair representation of the real world, and I'm just going to leave it at that. We are talking about, well, the, the hurricane that is heading for Florida is what we started with, and the path, and do you know anyone in the path? And we have had, I, the, the number of texts we have had this afternoon from people who are themselves in the path or know people in the path is unreal. Unreal. And again, I think that's why it's such an important topic. You you know, you have people saying, Joe, we're in Buffalo. Why are we talking about a hurricane heading for Florida? I think because most people listening to my voice know of someone in Florida or they themselves used to live in Florida, which then they probably know someone in Florida. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's a story that hits home. Because let's be honest, a lot of people relocate to Florida. It's something we talked about yesterday. So, those questions are out there. Do you know someone in the path? Are you on the Odyssey app and in the path of the hurricane? Then I thought, well, if we're going to talk weather events, weather storms, and, you know, we are close to snowfall season, I hate to break it to you, how about we reminisce and we talk about past Buffalo storms and your memories of past Buffalo snowstorms? You know, as I said, I think everyone has a story from the October surprise storm in 2006. I think everyone has a story from the blizzard of 2000. You know, I remember being home. Like I said, I was in detention. Not That was not rare. And it was actually one of my favorite teachers who was only in the school for a year. And I didn't hear from him until he texted the uh, the show when I was talking about this. But let's just say, I got a lot of detentions in that class because uh, I... I, I I didn't know when to shut my mouth, which is good now for being on the radio, uh, but was not good in sixth grade. Um, so I had a lot of detentions. And I remember leaving detention, and I lived a block from the school. Okay. So it was nothing bad. Uh, but the snow had really already started coming down and, you know, getting home and watching the news with my parents and, um, you know, hearing about the school buses that were stuck on the throughway, you know, kids not getting home until eight, nine o'clock at night. I mean, it was it was just, that was, you know, we had just moved here in 99. So that was really my first snow in Buffalo experience. That was my first blizzard experience that I can remember. I'm sure there was some kind of snow event in Hornell that I, I don't remember uh, vividly. But I remember the blizzard of 2000 and walking home and, you know, just everything about it. I remember pe- uh, someone someone's car got stuck in the street and... You know, people rushing out and trying to push this person out of a snowbank, and again, that was 2000. I was in sixth grade, and then obviously the October surprise storm. I have so many stories for that. The night of, you know, delivering for Lenovo as the storm's coming down, I'm in my dad's Kia Spectra, and it breaks down in the middle of Forest and Main Street, right in front of Lenovo, and I have to get it to uh, the mechanic. And then, you know, obviously everything that happened after that, trees started coming down, power lines started coming down. We were actually the very fortunate ones. Our power was only out for 26 hours. I know people whose power was out forever. You know, Amherst, we were the last school to go back. So that was pretty cool at the time. A week and a half off of school. If that happened today, who knows if you'd get the half in a week off of school because maybe they just make you go to school virtually. As we heard, they're going to start doing in New York. So, 803 are you in the path? Do you know someone in the path of this hurricane? And your storm stories, your storm memories, maybe a vacation was cut short because of a storm, or maybe it was canceled because of a storm, or as I told the story earlier, maybe it should have been canceled because of a storm, and then you were like me and went anyway and paid the price. It is Beamer in for Bowerly one final time. Tom will be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. Someone's texting in, Joe, how are you not remembering the November storm of 2015, or of 2014? I do remember it. Now that you, now that you say something, it, it took a while because for some reason, the years, you know, uh, the years that I was, um, I don't know, the, the years I was not at WBEN kind of blend all together. But you're right, 2014, and I remember that storm. That's when Chris Johnson uh, worked the mornings here at WBEN, and he lived in the South Towns. But here in the North Towns, we didn't get the weather they got in the South Towns. It was it was it was there was if you drove down Harlem Road, it was you know, maybe a dusting to no snow on Harlem, and then all of a sudden you just hit a wall of snow. So Chris Johnson stayed with my parents for a week, while they, for a few days, while they were getting the, the, the snow down the South Towns. And then after a Virginia Tech-Wake Forest game that we watched at Tully's, and this is the game where Frank Beamer was celebrating the 0-0 score that has become a meme in recent years. Josh, if you know what I'm talking about, yes. Um, and then we, I drove him uh, home. He was in West Seneca at the time. But you couldn't get to his street. I've never seen anything like it. So the streets were... Driving down Harlem, that's something I'll never forget. Driving down Harlem Road and just hitting that wall of snow. Right? Now, the snow had already fallen, but you know what I mean. I mean just the wall of snow on both sides of the street. And then Orchard Park Road, where Wegmans is. After that Wegmans, it was all closed. So we parked the car... At Wegmans on Orchard Park Road. And this is before I knew the South Downs, right? I didn't live in the South Downs until 2019, so I knew nothing about the South Downs except where the stadium was. And so, you know, Chris leads the way. I follow with a shovel, <laughs> walking from the car, and we walk like a mile through the snow to his house. We help dig out his um, his car that was stuck on the side of the street, and then. And then I walked back to my car and drove home. And It was just nothing I had. I have never seen anything like that. Just hitting a wall of snow. It wasn't, you know, slowly. It was literally from almost no snow to seven feet of snow. I mean, it was you blink, you missed it. There was a clear line on Harlem Road of where the snow didn't fall and where it went. It was that is something I'll never forget. And I forgot that was 2014, but I'll never forget that. That was amazing. But again, if I didn't have Chris to drive home, I wouldn't remember that storm. I lived in Amherst. We got nothing here in the North Towns. It was crazy. eight oh three oh nine thirty star 930, that's the number to get on if you'd like to uh, join the conversation. And again, you know, we are talking about... Hurricanes with, you know, you know, winds of 120, 125 miles an hour. I understand the, the damage isn't, isn't as, I mean, these really aren't comparable. You've got hurricanes that are going to, they're going to bring some damage with them. I mean, that's just, that's just what a hurricane does. But in Buffalo, our storm, what we know, what we deal with, what we prepare for every winter, there's snowstorms. And we all have our stories. You know, I'm sure there will be stories people are going to tell. And I'm sure we'll do a show about it, of of riding out this hurricane. And we'll probably have those stories on sometime next week. But everyone listening can tell a story about a snowstorm losing power. Just a few years ago, 2019, Halloween night, there was a storm that moved through. And I remember, um, you know, the night without any electricity. You had people trick-or-treating, no light on at the house because the power's out. You know, and I think it stayed out all night, if I remember correctly. But we all have those weather stories. So I want to know from you, 803-0930, star 930 is the number to get on. Do you know anyone in the path of the hurricane? Are you on the Odyssey app in the path of the hurricane? Have you had a vacation cut short because of weather or canceled because of weather? And your Buffalo storm story, your memories of Buffalo snowstorms, Because let's get honest, we are heading toward winter, not away from it, here in western New York. Might as well get those memories out now and remind people what's heading for us in the coming months. And also when we come back, my friend Bob down in the Tampa area is going to call in live and give us an update on why he chose to stay and what the conditions are like right now in that area. So much more left. We'd love to talk to you after the news here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tried to amend my carnivorous habits. Made in nearly seven days losing weight without speed eating sunflower seeds, drinking lots of carrot juice, and soaking. Bowerly here on News Radio 930. WBEN, Yes, playing a little Jimmy Buffett today, just uh, highlighting some of my favorite songs. And obviously at 5:30 we'll have to play Margaritaville because you can't go on a string of Jimmy Buffett songs and not play the one that everyone knows. Um, we're talking storms. The one heading for Florida, one's here in western New York and a Storm's Effect on Your Vacation. Let's start with Jim in Genesee County, who has just that. Jim, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, yes. Uh, in 2017, we took a Caribbean cruise in January. And after the cruise, we went back to the, mo- the motel. And uh, I checked uh, for our flight going back the next day. And to Buffalo, it was canceled. So I right away, tried call, uh, getting reservations changed. And it was three days before I could get another flight out. Oh, wow. So I went and turned around and got a flight the next day to Baltimore. I flew to Baltimore and I rented a car and I drove home and I got home a lot faster. by <laughs> the way, we went and uh, stopped to see our two daughters that lived in uh, just outside of Wilmington, Delaware. And they were surprised to see us. And we had a nice dinner and everything. And that Eleven o'clock at night, we took off and made it home. Look, we enjoyed it. Look at that! You you got
0: to, you got to see, uh, you got to go to Baltimore, and then you got to see, uh, you got to see some family that was
1: unexpected. So
0: it it worked out all for the best.
1: Oh yeah, and uh, when you're talking about, I worked in, uh, I lived in Lancaster most of my life over there, and I worked in Medina, New York, and it's like a dividing line, like you said, the throughway. When you're on one side of it, it's Clearest bell. And on the other side, it is storming like hell. So uh Jim, it's the darnest
0: thing. I i had never seen something like that uh that I saw in twenty fourteen.
1: That's right. And I've seen it many times going back and forth. Hey Jim, I appreciate the uh
0: call. Thanks for hanging on during the uh news. Jim in Genesee County opens a opens a line for you at 803-0930. See, that worked out for the best. A lot of people would complain. Oh, my gosh, I'm stuck here for three days. I've got to get three, three more nights at this hotel. What does Jim do? No, I'm going to fly to Baltimore. I'm going to rent a car. I'm going to see some family. And I'm still going to get home before I would have gotten home waiting the three days. And have a have a great story to tell. Surprise. I uh, have a surprise visit. Worked out great. See, I like that. Positive vibes, improvising, and, and you know, getting something out of it. Opens a line for you. 803-0930. Richard in Eggertsville has a story that I'm sure a lot of you uh, can relate to. Richard, good afternoon.
2: Hello. Yes, I'm talking about the blizzard of 77. Oh, yes. uh, I've been driving uh, vehicles for over 70 years. I'm in my 80s. And this had to be the worst blizzard weather in the history of Buffalo, I would think. Many people have died on the throughway because they had to shut it down, and people are stuck in their cars, and many of them died hmm. richard you, have and, no.
0: and now what 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 did you do during the blizzard to uh to stay safe?
2: I was driving on a road with a truck and I just happened to make it back to my plant uh uh, uh just uh five minutes into. Getting back to my plan, I made it back to my plant where I worked. So I was very lucky.
0: Wow. And And you've not since 77 seen anything that even contends with the blizzard of 77?
2: That's right, because them days, they didn't have no cell phones or no internet. And uh, they they couldn't get any help, and they were shut down on on a lot of the roads, and many people froze to death in their cars. Hmm. Yeah. They didn't have no plows even out. It was that bad. Yeah,
0: and you're right, Richard. So many people were stranded and couldn't call for help because they didn't have the cell phone to do
2: it. That's right. So so many people died, as I say. As they, even at the plant where I worked, that it, 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 people couldn't even go home. They didn't have no buses either. The buses were shut down. Every, everything was shut down. It was real bad that you you couldn't even see.
0: Hey, Richard, I appreciate the call. Richard in Eggertsville, Blizzard of 77. And, you know, obviously, uh, all I've, I've heard a lot of stories of the Blizzard of 77, watched a lot of video on the Blizzard of 77. And, you know, I think what Richard said, is, it, it rings true, not only because it was such a severe storm in the situation of the storm and how that snow uh, fell in Buffalo and was iced. You know, I mean, it was... A, a snow, like a snow we've never seen because it blew off the lake. Uh, it was, from what I hear, you know, and, and Richard, you know, kind of seconded it there, it's, it was probably the worst storm in Western New York. And, you know, and then add the technologies that we have now we didn't have then, right? Um, you know, no, no cell phones. You couldn't call for help. You couldn't, if you were stranded, you were stranded. And the conditions outside, you, you had to either stay in your car or leave your car, If you were stranded on the road, and yeah, I mean, so many stories of the blizzard of 77. um, Again, obviously, I wasn't around for it, but everyone that was, um, you know, has a story. And I have not talked to one person who said, you know, hey, what you've heard is overdoing it. I mean, everyone that every story I've heard of the blizzard of 77, um, you know, paints the bleak picture That it was. Richard, appreciate the call. Opens the line for you, 803-0930. Star 930, the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Open at 803-0930. Someone uh, texted in with this. Joe, I am one of only a handful of Buffalonians who had two October surprises. The second one, I was in college in Western Mass and had a referee a flag football game in the middle of it Halloween weekend. Oof having to be outside braving the elements to referee a flag football game uh, for another October surprise storm. You know, it it is interesting. Ever since that happened, and maybe it's just me. I don't think it is. Maybe it's just me. The um, any time now they call for, oh, we might get some snow, but it won't accumulate too much in the month of October, I always think, well, let's not be so sure of that, Right? Because in October of 06, that snow started falling. Oh, this won't accumulate too much. It won't be much. And, um, well, it did enough damage, right? It, it did some damage. It brought a lot of trees down. You know, there is it, it, the street that I grew up on. You know, there, there are a lot less trees going down that street than were in 2006. You know, it really did change the landscape Going down that street now, they've replaced some of the trees. Obviously, they haven't gotten to where those trees were in 2006, but I'm sure there are a lot of people who, you know, it changed the landscape. Especially if you have a uh, if you have a street that was full of trees. It didn't get the tree in front of my parents' house. I'll tell you that that old tree is still there and causing a lot of problems because you have the roots that you know grow, grow under it and it pops up the uh, the sidewalk. That tree did not get torn down by the uh, October surprise storm, but a lot of trees on the street did. And like I said, it made it to where you had to walk if you wanted to go somewhere that next day. And it's just one of those things that you'll never forget, right? Living through the October surprise storm, the stories that come with it, you'll never forget that. You know, there's uh, like I said, I have so many stories from just the two days, the day of the storm and the day after the storm. You know, I could probably go on for four hours about that. And I'm sure, you know, on Friday there will be people in Florida that will have, you know, the same type of stories but dealing with a hurricane. And speaking of Hurricane Ian, as it whips its way towards the coast of Florida, uh, Bob is in the Tampa Bay area. Bob, thank you so much for calling in.
1: Hey, Joseph, uh,
3: good to hear your voice. I just wanted to update uh, all my friends in Buffalo, how things are going down here in Florida. Uh, as you just said, Ian's about ready to hit the state uh, down south. It it had a dramatic shift. It was going to hit closer to the Tampa Bay Clearwater area, um, and it decided to dive in a little sooner, and it's going to hit Sarasota and, and uh, Fort Myers uh, First, that's good for me being closer to Tampa. Not so good for the people down there. Um, I've I've had no rain, no wind at all today, yesterday. I'm not going to see anything till tomorrow morning through the evening, and then Thursday morning. Um, they've downgraded the forecast for my area. I'm in Safety Harbor, which is about uh, I'm about 20 minutes from Tampa uh, west, and about 10. Uh, 10 miles uh, east of Clearwater. So they downgraded the forecast for Safety Harbor uh, beginning tomorrow to about uh, 35 to 50-mile-an-hour winds and heavy rains. Now, that was downgraded from 40 to 60. So we're at a high point. Uh, There's a big drop-off about 12 feet uh, off of our property, so that'll drain some of the water. Everything's battened down here. Everybody took their furniture off their... Uh, porches uh, as far as inside, a lot of ice for a cooler. I don't have a generator yet. I will be getting one for the next time. Uh, A lot of food, um, vegetables and and fruits, canned goods. Uh, We are not in an evacuation zone, so everybody pretty much has stayed put. It's just the calm before the storm, so that's that's where I am here
0: now, Bob. You, you said that it was downgraded, but you're still going to see some winds. Is this going to be your first hurricane-like uh, experience since moving down there?
3: Well, uh, not really. I almost got down for Irma uh, before I had moved here. I was visiting a lot, and I was supposed to land uh, the night Irma hit uh, at the Saint uh, Petersburg Airport. Obviously, my flight was canceled. But I, my neighbors were watching my house, and the power did go out, um, and I, they couldn't get a generator anywhere, and it was you know, going on and on. It was up to about 30 hours, and I said, well, I have 48 hours before I have appointments for work in New York. I can get a generator, bring it down there, and then fly back, and uh, right when I had to make that decision about doing it, the power came back on, so we were all good. But yes, I didn't live through it. Uh, there was a lot of tree uh, branches all over the place, and, but no windows were broken, no damage. Uh, but this one is bigger, so hopefully we'll have the same results and everybody remains
0: safe. Bob is on the phone live outside of Tampa. And Bob, you know, I'm, I've got the Weather Channel on here. We've had so many calls in the first two hours of people who have loved ones in Florida. Let me ask. Did evacuating ever cross your mind?
3: Well, first of all, we're not in an evacuation zone. We don't even make that chart. I think we're like a D, and that's barely on the chart. Um, And there was no talk of evacuation from here and, you know, no mandates, no phone calls. And, you know, we just aren't on that. That's not – we're high enough where, you know, I I don't know what it would take to get us out of here, but we uh, weren't mandated, and uh, like I said, we – my, one of the staff members was telling me we don't even have an evacuation zone uh, color code. So I think it's a D, which is way down the list. But um, So, no, I, it never crossed my mind. Some of my neighbors, they were flying to Washington, um, and but most of the people are here. Nobody's outside, but everybody's here.
0: So, you know, you said you're higher ground, so not too worried about the water. Uh, the wind has been downgraded, but you're probably going to lose power for a little bit. Absolutely. That that I'm counting
3: on. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's 24 to 36 hours and it may be sooner than that. Um, but I may end up leaving and going to a hotel so I can just be online to work. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to play that by ear. And, you know, there's going to be they have all sorts of uh, National Guard, um, you know, uh, in wait and a lot of uh, um the electrical people out there to, you know, ready to go once, but you know, there's going to be worse off areas than where I am. So, you know, I may have to leave just to get back online.
0: Now, Bob, I texted you earlier. I was listening to WFLA out of Tampa and they closed all the publics at three o'clock. Is everything else around you closed or closing? Not, not many options to go out tonight.
3: Uh, I was over at the Walgreens this morning. I've been in Publix the last couple of days. I wasn't there today, but there were still people out in the stores. That was this morning. I haven't been out today, and like I said, there's no precipitation at all. Everything's closing tomorrow. A lot of the schools closed today. Um, I had some friends down in Gulfport, and they're moving, uh, going to Seminole, which is much higher ground. They're right on the water down there on the third floor. So I was very concerned for them. I know they've made it to where they're going and moving cars because with the uh uh salt water, um, you know, that can do damage to cars if they're sitting in a parking lot, if it's, you know, with the surges. So um, yeah, that that um that's what's going on around me and I'm waiting to hear from somebody on Sanibel. You know, if they I think they were evacuated, but I haven't heard. And I got friends who put up uh, storm shutters today. And, you know, ch- his uh, forecast is for his area. in Bradenton has already changed again. So he's waiting until tomorrow. He's supposed to fly out on Saturday, I believe. No, next week. And uh, so everything's fluid. And, but, no, there's still people doing what they got to do today. Not the same down in Fort Myers in Sarasota. You know, they're evacuating down there. I know somebody that uh, left Sarasota. So that gives you just an idea of what's happening in Florida.
0: Bob, I like how you said, hey, I might have to get a hotel so I can continue working. Most people are just trying to ride out the storm. You want to see how you can continue it to work.
3: Work for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing I want to say is go Bills and beat those Ravens on Sunday. Uh,
0: these, these Bills will not lose two in a row, Bob. I'll tell you that.
3: Absolutely, absolutely not, and uh, hopefully the Hokies come through for you.
0: Oh, let, let's hope they—they they need a win at UNC. Let me tell you. Let me ask you one more question, Bob, because you know sure. you lived most of your time here in beautiful Western New York. How does preparing for a hurricane uh, compare and differ from uh, preparing for a, a snowstorm?
3: Oh boy. Um... You know, with with the snowstorm, it was just a matter of the ability to negotiate the streets and get in and out of your driveway and do what you had to do before you hunkered down. Down here, there's uh, much more fluidity. You don't know when it's really going to happen. They, you know, the Weather Channel is telling you, and it's changing all the time. And but so you, I think the answer to that question is you have to be prepared further out and have a go bag and have, you know, uh, items you need, uh, when a storm hits down there in the winds, cause you, you aren't going anywhere. I probably shouldn't say this, but I've been driving in snowstorms where I shouldn't have been driving, <laughs> especially, especially for work back to that work item. So, uh, but, um, yeah, just, I think you need more uh, advanced planning with, uh, you know, a hurricane and a lot of tornadoes are popping up, uh, in the South. So Southern part of the state right now. So, uh and that's uh that's what I can say about that. All
0: right, and final question. Are where are you in relation to Tampa? North, east, west, south? Uh from Tampa I am about
3: twenty miles west and from Clearwater I'm about ten miles northeast. Well, so, you know, I'm I'm far enough away from the water.
0: <laughs> Bob, I I I you know, obviously I hope you're safe. Uh, I will be texting with you and checking in. I was selfishly hoping that you were going to come come back to Buffalo for a few days to evacuate, but I'll see you soon enough. And uh, stay safe, go Bills, and I'm sure we'll be talking later.
3: Great, great, great talking to you. Take care, Buffalo. All
0: All right, right. thanks, Bob. You take care, stay safe. That is Bob calling from outside of Tampa, uh, dear friend of mine. And yes, I've been texting him. Checking in, hoping everything's all right. I mean, like like he said, where he is, they were not evacuated. Um, I'm telling you this, if I were there, I might still evacuate. That's just me. But again, I don't live there. I don't know, you know, I I know snowstorms. I don't know hurricanes. So I'm sure uh, Bob knows what he's doing. And I appreciate him giving giving us some time today to set that up. And I'm sure we will catch uh, up with him on the other side. Of the storm here on WBEN. One hour left. If you want to get those calls, line them up now. We will get with you after the news. It's Beamer in for Bowerly. One final hour until Tom returns here on News Radio 930 WBEN.